Hey, it's Morgan. This episode is about serial killers. Dottie and I interview Johnny Trevisani, writer of the book Serial Killer Quote of the Day. We talk about how he got into it, as well as various serial killers, and why people love this stuff. You know, when I posted a teaser pic on my Instagram with a stack of books, I added hashtag death positive, and a comment was made to the effect of, is this topic really death positive? I understood what they meant by that statement. I removed the hashtag. However, I will say this. There will be and have been episodes that truly are death positive in the definition of what it is. Then there are these episodes, the other side, if you will, where this might not fit into the hashtag. But I do believe, and I can't speak for Dottie here, that death in all forms should be talked about. Serial murders is a small part of death and death culture, but it still exists. And yes, I find this topic extremely fascinating. Those were my books, after all. I do not glorify it. I do not fetishize it. I just try to understand it, the who, what, where, when, why of it all, with this topic, as well as all topics on death. So with that, I hope you will continue this journey with Dottie and I. You know, death touches everything and everybody in some way and at some point. The beautiful positive side of it, the dark, grieving, brutally painful side of it. So let's talk about it. All of it. Both sides. Good and bad. So with that, grab some coffee or tea if that's your thing. Sit down with Dottie and I and let's have some coffin talk. This is your friend in life and death, Dottie. And we're here at uh, Morgan's dining room table talking with Johnny Trevisani this morning. He's the author of Serial Killer Quote of the Day, 365 Days of Serial Killers Uncut and In Their Own Words. Uh, he's sitting here with us at the table with Hans in hand, um, our little, little pussy cat, and a table full of research on serial killers. We've got books stacked up here. Sexual Homicide Patterns and Motives, The Complete Jack the Ripper. Oh my gosh, Morgan has has a collection that she's shared with us, so I feel like we're getting into some serious obsession <laughs> here, right, Morgan? I wouldn't call it obsession. Uh, Just a special interest. Should I be worried? No. <laughs> <clears throat> well, uh, let's, let's hear from our guest a bit, Johnny Trevisani. Hi, good morning. <laughs> Well, Good morning. Thanks for being with us. Well, thanks for having me. Mm. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, how you got into this topic, like how you research it, and how you got to basically being able to publish a book of quotes? Um, so there was a, the, 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 the impetus for this book came from a, an article or an uh, interview that I, that, I, that, I, that I saw with Jeffrey Dahmer. And, and, the, and the quote... He just passively just said, "Was um, the, my refrigerator broke and the meat spoiled?" And, and it was like, <laughs> the so meat. right the meat like the meat. And so, but you, you can hear that it, your neighbor could say that, but in context, um, Jeffrey Dahmer, you don't know what it means. Uh. And I just thought that was so uh, visual and really weird. 
and so that just brought me into like this little rabbit hole or a large rabbit hole of trying to understand more of the the mind from their perspective how they rationalize their behavior how they explain it and it's a very interesting thing how how for me i found just extremely exciting to um to to see their line of thinking because it's so weird and, and anti everything um yeah with everything else but they rationalize it and it's just matter of fact did you find a lot of that dehumanization or do you did you find that it was dehumanization in a lot of the it's, serial killers in some mindsets? cases it's not i mean like you know, there's a good chunk of serial killers that eat them so they want to become part of them so it's, oh. um so meat meaning like i i heard I mean, that jeffrey Dahmer did that and and because he wanted to take over he there's the zombieist zombie aspect of that I mean oh. the, the weird things but there was plenty of there was plenty I should say there was a number of them um, mm. that do they eat the flesh um, cannibalism yeah. yeah and they do it to for them to become part of them and you know you've always heard about the tokenism yeah. of serial killers where they always take something from somebody um, that's also part of it that's that that allows them to relive aspects of of their um, killings if they don't take things, there's always also the if they don't take things, they go back to the site, they'll revisit where they have done that, they too. might have committed the act. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't know that they always did that. Not there always, is, there isn't an always. There is, there are, there's something called a um, there is a lot of study to this. Uh, the FBI is the forerunner, or they're the forefront of that. Um, uh, and in fact, they came up with the, the triad, the serial killer tri triad, um, bedwetting and... Uh, Uresis, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Fire setting. Fire setting. Animal um, cruelty. Yeah, and There's like a triangle. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's bedwetting beyond the typical age yeah, of right. when you're supposed to stop. Well, right. what does that <clears throat> indicate? Rather, like, you don't have to become a serial killer, I imagine, from those symptoms. Right. Um, they theorize the bedwetting is related to a shame aspect. Ah. That they're, um, yeah. So, uh, it, and there's a lot of just mis, misplaced aggression with, with regards to, they don't, have, and a lot of them also have awful childhoods. You need, you need to yeah. put that in perspective. Um, Bundy didn't have an awful childhood. Except for the fact that he thought his mother was his sister for 13 years of his life. Which that's is, right. Right? So that's kind of weird. Um, yeah. But his mother, his sister, and his grandmother never really treated him poorly. It was just that's a weird thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like part of the attention that he got is because he didn't look like your typical... He was a good-looking guy. He was good-looking. He, he was charismatic. Mm -hmm. He has smart. a magnetic People, look. Yes. Like just that that photograph that you include. And there's in better your book, ones than that too. But he's got this this smirk that just says he almost looks like a politician. Hey girl, hey. Well, <laughs> I get you know, the hey girl. The fun hey. fact of one of the fun facts of you know, in the book I have fun facts. And so Yeah. Um, I like those fun fun facts. Well fun yeah, facts right. I mean about hey, serial killers. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you gotta have a good, he good was attitude. A, he worked for um, the governor of Washington. Oh, did he? Uh, he was a communications, I wouldn't say director, but he was a commu communications person. He used to do video for him back yeah. then. And he used to travel uh, with him. And 
then they found that uh, some people were missing along that travel path. Um, right. So, yeah. but yeah, so he was, he was smart, but, uh, his, his, like serial killers have a, uh, in their mind, they have a method mm-hmm. and they have, that's why it's serial because it's one after another. In fact, it's like the a F- formula. Well, for what it, it, it's not, there's not a general formula, but mm-hmm. the, in their mind there is a formula for them, like an individual sure. so, formula. So, Ted Bundy, for example, mm-hmm. he um, most of his women that he killed were looked exactly like the girlfriend that dumped him, mm-hmm. ah. and 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 his mother also was in similar looks as well. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he was getting back. You know, that was his his way to to um, I guess dehumanize his girlfriend. I mean, that that was a you know, she dumped him because he was just this pot-smoking, you know, loser, mm-hmm. and she wanted something else, and then he was crushed by it, then went into, figured, I'm going to get my degree, I'm going to go to law school, and then get her back, and then uh, he just got her back just to, so he could dump her. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill her, but he got her back to, to dump her. I you mean, have a fun fact here. Bundy is one of the best-known examples of hybristophilia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that how you say it, hybristophilia? Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, what what is what is philia meaning like love or lust, right? Um, but what does the rest mean? <laughs> uh, oh gosh, it's right here, right? Oh, um, okay. So I think it was what you're talking about, right? The I didn't mean to quiz. See, I told you there would be a quiz. <laughs> yeah. No. So right. So it was all around sex. Yeah. And then he was sex. a um, well. It's. A lot of that's based around sex, right? So yeah. it's about how he's misplacing his sexual, um, and taking that out on, um, yeah, uh, on people, you know. But he also had a porn, porn uh, fetish. Oh. He did. I forgot about uh, that. He was, <clears throat> and and you know, there's going to be people people to say that well, that just says that porn is bad or whatever. But it, he was. That's confirmation bias. I mean, he used that as a as an outlet. To satisfy his fantasies, and and that's another common thing for serial killers. It's most of its fantasies. They they build up fantasies, um, mm-hmm. and they have to satisfy that. Mm-hmm. So, um, he in fact later on in well after he was caught was blaming porn as his reason. Well, yeah, he, you you had mentioned also before the show started. We were talking about Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper, yeah, yeah, and. Like, do you see connections there? I mean, it seems like a lot of these these men have, um, you know, connections with with sex and sexual desires and and killing and kind of make that part of. Well, I guess if you don't, um, if you don't go through the normal stages of of becoming an adult, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and some of those things are cut off. I mean, Ed Kemper didn't really have a childhood. That normal kids would have. He had a, his parent. His mother was awful to him, and so, you know, he would take his sister's dolls and decapitate them and do weird things with them. And you know, um, he was had a lot of aggression, misplaced aggression. Um, and his mother was afraid of, of Ed Kemper, and uh, and uh, afraid so much really? that she locked him down in the basement. But there was that was he was only nine or ten years old. Who are you going to be afraid of a nine or ten year old kid? Oh. Um, so he kind of became what she should be afraid of. Right. She, she was, yeah, I mean, they talk about it. There's not going to be any uh, genetic, there hasn't, let's put it this way, at this time, there hasn't been any genetic uh, connection to this. 
abnormality. It's, mm-hmm. it's environmental. Um, that's what the FBI has been saying, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even though they say bedwetting, the, the bedwetting thing is unique, but that's because of shame that they that, that feel that, they, that they're continuing bedwetting going into areas when they're 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, and they feel shame, and they're hiding that. Mm-hmm. Right, so the shame of, of hiding the bedwetting, um, but and they take it out on animals. They, you know, they they're, they're going to torture animals with such sorts, such uh, mm-hmm. such, such things, and also do um, and set fires. Those are the that's the, that's the trinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with Ed Kemper, like he got back to his um, mother, and then stopped. So when he, after he killed his mother, he stopped his his crusade so to speak. he stopped like for how many when yeah. did they catch him so he he was he, he called them up he called the police up. oh he called the police up and, and said yeah i killed my mother and they and the police uh thought he was joking because the police knew ed ed used to hang at a uh police bar called the jury room and they were all <laughs> friends with him he was six foot six foot nine three hundred and some pounds uh he was a big guy but he was a very likable guy he was very affable and he was friendly and he kind of seemed like a big softy yeah Yeah. big gentle giant they never Uh. saw anything coming from him um but uh so but the only reason why the police came after him was because he started convincing him about the all of the co-ed killings that he did before that he only knew certain uh, things that that so he had to convince them that he did it yeah yeah why why would he want to convince them he was done Okay. I mean, he, 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 and he, and he also, like, a, uh, he also had this weird sense of right and wrong. Okay. Um, uh, in, in preteen, uh, around preteen or early teens, uh, he killed his grandparents. Um, he killed his, he killed, killed his grandmother, but he killed his, uh, he didn't like his grandmother. Um, and, and the, one of his quotes was, I killed grandma just to see her. It's almost like the the quote from uh, from uh, uh, Johnny Cash, you know. Uh, but she he he killed her just to see what it felt like. Is what oh, he said. Oh. Um, and then, but then he felt bad about that because he liked his grandfather, and he didn't want his grandfather to see his grandmother dead. Mm-hmm. So he shot him before he got into the house and killed him. Mm-hmm. And then he was put into a um, a mental um, institution. So it was, it, well, he wasn't put into jail. He was put into her, yeah. And this uh, was earlier in his he was life. A, he was a juvenile. Yeah, oh. so he got out um, when he, he was actually released. They, they said he was okay to be released, which is kind of weird, right? You kill your grandparents, but he's released. And he was released, I think, 19 or 20 years old, something like that. Okay. Um, and, but he had to, as part of his release, he had to see a, 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 a panel of psychiatrists. And um, he uh, and he would, but in one famous thing with him was that he uh, he he's a prudent person, so he showed up. He was late for the uh, his appointment with the panel, and he showed up because he couldn't get rid of the body. So the body was actually in the trunk of the car, yeah. cut up in the trunk while he went in to see and his psychiatrist. Oh no! Right, so you're talking to the psychiatrist, he's completely telling them everything that they want to hear. They're thinking everything's good, but he's got a body that's bleeding in the back, or you know, all the blood's going. That was mom. That was his mom at that point. No, no, no. That was the grandparent. No, that was just a serial killer. That, I mean, I'm sorry. Oh, that, that was, was just, just one of the, the co-eds because oh. he would practice. See, that that's why I think that 
Ed Kemper is more of a prototypical uh, serial killer in that um, his method, however weird that method is to us, it made sense to him. Right. He wanted to he he wanted to kill his mother in a certain way, mm-hmm. and he didn't just want to do it wrong. He wanted to make sure that he got it right, and so he practiced with the other um, other people that he killed. So he killed people. He learned how to cut people's heads off, how to have, you know, what, you know, he, one of his quotes was, blood is actually a pain in the ass. So that was one of his quotes. And you go, well, that's weird Sounds in context, right? right? <laughs> it's and, another one of those, it's not wrong. Right, yeah. it's not wrong, no. but it, it just puts in context the way that he's thinking, okay, well, now I, now I know I have to do with blood, okay, this is what's going to happen. And he would cut off their heads and such and figure out how to do that. Uh, he would figure out how to have sex with the body. Um, and that was all because, and I, and I shouldn't say sex, but, you know, it's sexual so, yeah. deviation. So um, uh, to, to do that to the, to the corpse, mm-hmm. um, because that's what he ultimately did to his mother. Um, so when he was finished doing that serial killer um, with all the, when he was finished practicing, he then uh, went to kill his mother. And his mother's friend was there. And she ended up being collateral damage. So she was killed at the same time. But um, he killed his mother, cut her up, uh, took, removed her um, vocal cords, essentially, and then put those vocal cords down the, the uh, um, garbage disposal. Mm-hmm. And the quote was, well, now she can't. I think it was something about... Yeah, I'm going to screw it up. But it was something now, now I can't... You can paraphrase anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah she can't something yell like Something that. like okay. that. I can't remember really what yeah. it was. But, um, but, you know, it's that kind of weird thing. But then he was finished, and then he just left there and went and made a call from a payphone. Um, wow. But, you know, so that's a prototypical serial killer. He had a method, and he completed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people never really complete it. So they keep on going and trying to right. refine it. Mm-hmm. Um uh, BTK, you know, Dennis Rader, the, another is a prototypical one, is a BTK killer. Um, he, he's a, he was a guy that went for decades mm. without being discovered. And it's weird because, like, to me, like, when I think of two degrees serial killer, I think more along those lines. But then you have people like Ed Gein mm-hmm. and even Charles Manson get lumped into there. And I don't think I have they're Charles the Manson. same caliber. Yeah. Ed Gein killed people. You know, I mean, and he they all killed count. him and buried them. I thought he was he, more of a grave robber. Uh, no, no, no. He had and then shrunk. the big one was his, uh, who was the big one? They found her, like, dressed like a deer. Uh, maybe. That's right. But Part first, of the things is that, you know, in the... the um, but I always consider gain more of, like, um, mental health. Like, he truly did not... He could not mm-hmm. figure out the difference between whether or not that was correct or not. Yeah, like I, for some reason, there there are certain ones that I don't put in the same well, category. Well, the psychology or the act that that you separate them, or do you do you do you consider them different categories, or um, do you at all like like um, Manson? I for some reason like I don't. No, Manson. Maybe I'm missing something, but I, I don't consider I, him like a serial. He's not. He's not a serial killer um, because actually he would be known for a mass killing, right? right. So the difference between a mass killer, like mm-hmm. somebody like um, <clears throat> Charles Whitman, who was the Bell Tower right. shooter um, in Austin, um, it was Austin, right? Um, you know, he was a mass killer. 
he wasn't like a serial killer. Serial killers, the, the, by, by definition, have to be a uh, person that has killed three or more people in a span of more than one month from the first to, mm-hmm. the, to the last. Okay. Right? So that's the serial killer so thing being to be classified as the, that. And the, so you're right that, that, that uh, Ed Gein and, and, and um, uh, Charles Manson probably would not, by definition, apply to that. Maybe the idea is people find what they did so horrific that they just kind of clump them into this group of people that have also done mm. way horrific things. Because there's also spree killers, which are also different yeah. from mass serial. Right. Like, I think people forget about that, too. Right. And they'll call them serial killers because the body counts go up. I'm like, it's not the same. Yeah, but, but it's spree, but right? right? So it's, it's sort of like a mass type of thing. So it's mm-hmm. the same type of, like, it's a one and done kind of thing, <laughs> um, if you want to look at it that way. Like, uh, it's not like that. And they might plan for it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's people that, obviously, the guy that was in Las Vegas last year, yeah. he planned for it. Uh, but he's not a serial killer. And the nope. thought being that that spree or that mass killing is basically one event in their minds. Right. And whereas serial killers, they're, they're setting up a pattern of behavior. Right. They can go for very okay. long periods of time. And they never, never, yeah, they may never, ever achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or they like, I call it like hibernation period. Like they'll do like a few in a month and then nothing for a few months. And then they'll kind of go up again and kind of. Oh. Uh, well, I feel like they have periods so of rest. So John Wayne Gacy sometimes. would do that. So yeah. John Wayne Gacy is another good example of a serial killer where, you know, he was a manager of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, he was also like part of like the Jaycees or something. Yep. So he actually had like townspeople like clout, uh-huh. kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. He was a you know he was a person that was you like he was a, the famous thing with the clown, but he was. Um, he was a guy that was still a, a person that would go and pay taxes and go to work and do these things, and he he would uh, work with the Boy Scouts and such, and and you you, didn't, you were there was a thing where you look at it and go, I didn't see that coming, you yeah. know. Same, you know, like Dennis Rader was he he was a deacon in the church, you know. Seemingly normal. See, that surprises they just have weird me hobbies. as well. Weird, weird hobbies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like stamp collecting or right. you know. Yeah. Gacy's were under his house. Right, mm-hmm. which he said, the quote from Dave, Dave, uh, Gacy was, I shouldn't be convicted of anything other than running a cemetery without a license. Uh, right? Wasn't like wasn't there parts where he, <laughs> like, there was cemeteries. times where he'd be like, oh, I don't know how they got there. Right. Uh, like, initially. he literally was trying to be like, no, nah, I don't know. Right. Deny. But deny, his deny. thing was because, and that's another thing, is that there was just misplaced uh, sexual uh, identification. So Gacy right. was gay. And he fought that for years. And, and uh, he, there was hints of him. There was allegations. That's the reason why he had to get out of the uh, um, uh, Boy Scouts. He's associated with, with the Boy, mm-hmm. Boy Scouts because uh, there was complaints about him molesting people. And so uh, he was brought up on charges at one point. Um, so it was a weird thing. He had, he was, his sexual ex- um, expression was, was stopped. And so he took that out. Kind of ostracized, feeling of ostracizing yeah. himself. Yeah. I always find it funny with him that the takeaway is the clown thing, that he's a clown that killed people. I'm like the clown's like more of like a side. Piece. So wait, explain the clown thing to me. Um, he <laughs> dressed up as a clown for events. Oh, like okay. to entertain, like nothing creepy, like just he was he would hire him mm-hmm. as a clown. Yeah. So, okay. but for some reason, 
that sticks with a lot of people. It also doesn't help that he's painted portraits of himself mm -hmm. as the clown. Mm -hmm. Like, people buy, well, buy, bought his artwork. I think that goes to our perception. I mean, isn't it, you know, easier for us to imagine a serial killer clown that's just out of the ordinary rather than a Boy Scout leader that might be our next-door neighbor? Well, that's, that's mm -hmm. the thing. Is that, that's why I thought, that for me, that was another thing that drew me into this subject was because... Uh, it is something that is close to every home. I mean, it, mm -hmm. like the FBI says at any given point, there's 26 to 40 active serial killers in the country, right? Which is not a lot. You got 360 million people. That's probably still. not a lot. But it's still, it kind of freaks you out a little yeah. bit because um, you never know. They're not the mm -hmm. crazy people that go, oh, that's, you know, crazy Hank down the street. He's always been nuts. I mean, they exist, too. There yeah, are, like, do. the yeah. stereotypical, like, crazy mental health that sure. might do something just because there's they don't understand. There's a few near the library can... that I, yeah, <laughs> stay away from. But then there's those <laughs> right. seemingly Ted Bundy-esque or even Gacy-esque people that mm -mm, have a lot of suppressed things going on right. and yeah. some weird yeah. hobbies. Oh. Right. Hmm. Which brings me to, you know, why do you think when, because obviously you've spent a lot of time on this subject, um, I also enjoy this subject, why, what do you think attracts people to this? I mean, for yes. some it's the psychology of it, like... For me it's the psychology of it, but, but so one of the interesting <laughs> things as I first started this idea to mm -hmm. do this, uh, um, gather all this data, uh, I'm also in technology, so I capture all of this data on database in databases so i've used as uh, as you as i learn new technology platforms i will use my database to pull and display them just for my duration so uh, i wrote a, a uh, an android app many many years ago do not download it it's awful um <laughs> but it was merely just because it was first read it was the first yeah. gen right so it was awful but i just wanted to see all right i want to see if develop an app and that's what i did and i was dumbfounded to find that you know Almost 30,000 people have downloaded that app, right? Wow. Oh, wow. A lot of people downloaded that app, right? And I thought, wow, I guess that's a business case for the book, right? And I didn't think of it as, well, that makes sense, right? Um, I have a Facebook um, group or, you know, page mm -hmm. that people like 5,000 people, you know, or on that. That's a good number of followers. It's a yeah. very good number <laughs> of followers, right? And it just keeps on going up. Um, but the really interesting uh, fact about there's a there's a market for it, meaning that for this subject. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah. The interesting fact that I found was uh, I'll ask you a question, and I know I'm already preloading it, but um, what do you think the demographics are of, of this subject? Like, who do you, do you think it it's like men versus women? Um, or women enjoy it more. Really? Because yes. I'm paging through. Oh, I, well, Not okay. The so killers. The, the serial killers look like like they're all almost mostly all men. There are some women out there. Sure. Yeah, um, just, just oh, I just I yeah. just passed one. Yeah. My favorite are like the old school like Black Widow killers mm -hmm. or like the nurses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that will just. But I'm seeing a lot of men. It's it's a lot book. of men. Right. It, but but you but mean so the demographic the for demographic for readers for, the readers for, yes. the, for the people that follow this subject in. Uh, is 55 to 45 women. Yep. And I was blown away by that because I would have figured, I absolutely, if I if somebody would ask me with this question, I would have said, oh, it's probably the demo would be, you know, 
kids or yeah, boys from teens, like yeah. teens to early early twenties or something. People that's, who love action films right, or something. Exactly. Something blood <laughs> work. Uh, that's what I would have figured, but I was blown away. That's not it. Um, and the age goes up to sixty-five for women. So, it's it's that's just the common. Why thing. do you think that? I think it's because it's it's one. It's scary. Yeah. Um, and it and it goes to just fear, like the fact that you're intrigued by this fear. How could this happen? You want to know about the fear. You want to know about that person that might be out there. Um, mm. It's an intriguing thing. Gathering information, you think maybe there's something kind there's of that, but then there's also the psychology of the people that are that contact um, Ted Bundy, that follow Ted Bundy, right? Mm-hmm. That want married Ted Bundy. Oh, I actually have that <laughs> and part the, and male even wanting to date. Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole we'll that whole that. absolutely Richard Ramirez, Richard, you know Richard Ramirez, Ramirez, uh, he had he he was married. In, also good looking, if I remember. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he was another very charismatic guy that was who pretty much spoke eloquently like he was not crazy when he spoke but what he said was kind of crazy yeah. and he and he, and he was really a good marketer because he would say things like you know see you in disneyland and that was like quote you know like, <laughs> right it was like um but it, it's that kind of thing if you kind of look kind of normal which most of them kind of do dennis Rader looked normal he looked like your dad's for those who don't know, can you say, like, sure, what's sure. his name? So, like, BTK Killer. So, go. he was from Ohio, yeah. um, and he worked for ADT for 20 years. The ADT? Se- the security, security company. Oh, the se- <laughs> right? oh He was installing those panels okay. in people's homes. Oh. But the problem was, you'd think, oh, that's scary, right? So, that's that's probably where it hits the demo. You go, oh, my God, that's the scariest thing. You have the serial killer that has, has access to my house and does that. <clears throat> yeah. He didn't, he, he did not... Um, that was not his demo. Who he would, who he would go after? He okay. would, he was going after prostitutes, pretty much. And why is because why do most of them go after prostitutes? Jack the Ripper and such, because it's no one's going to care that they're missing. Right. So there's there's the aspect that no one's going to care it, but there's a lot of power you can have over somebody that doesn't have that mm-hmm. societal. Um, You're paying for their service, so they might be a little bit willing to bend. Well, it's just it's that yeah. it's that I'm better than you kind of yeah. thing, right? That um, too. Yeah. So, well, I'm wondering if it has to do with power as well for the for the viewers or readers. Like um, these these men seem to have that per, like aura of power because they've you know taken lives. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the <clears throat> there was one serial killer. Excuse me, <clears throat> Carl Panzram. <clears throat> hey, kitty. <laughs> um, that. Um, he, he, they don't really know the total number of people he killed. He killed a lot. Right? But he also um, raped, he quoted a thousand, some thousand people. Mm. A thousand men. A thousand? Men. A thousand? Men. Okay. So, but but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just shocked at the number. A thousand. Right. <laughs> That's what he claimed. He claimed okay. that because he wrote a book. What? He, he, okay. he wrote a book while he was in prison. Um, but in that... So he claimed that, and his whole thing was he wanted to own his victims, mm. and so he and so by by uh, him being a man back in the early 1900s, um, raping another man, you own them. You you have. I think in them. any rape situation, it's about it's true. Like you don't you don't gain. Yeah, it is a, yeah. exactly. It's a power trans, a transfer, yeah. right? Um, and that's what he did. So he was all about owning those people and. He, yeah. was, he was an awful person. Like, he was one of those scary people that if you came up across, 
him, you probably died. Ooh. It was, it was, it was not a, he was not random per se, but he did not, he hated everyone. When, when was he active? I thought. It was in the early, he was, he went, he was uh, in World War One. Okay. Um, and uh, the, a fun fact about. Fun fact. Fun fact about Carl Panzerim <laughs> was he was in World War One, um, and was court-martialed and put into Leavenworth, and, and he was, his, the Secretary of Defense at that point was William Taft, who later became president, um, signed his his papers to go into Leavenworth. Um, mm-hmm. After Carl Panzerim got out of jail, out of Leavenworth, by that time, William Taft was the Supreme, or was a Supreme Court Justice. Um, he broke into, uh, Carl Panzerim broke into William Taft's house and stole his sidearm. Well, that's got guts, right? Break into a, a justice's, a former well, president's you're, house? You're talking about a time when it was not the... Uh, the protections that we have yeah. today is not. They yeah. just, no just served. They just served okay. their time, and they they were pretty much back in society. They weren't really wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> okay. um, but uh, yeah, he killed him, and then he killed I think ten to twelve people with with that gun, mm-hmm. William Ka- with William Taft's gun. It's a fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> if you're pre- former president, don't leave your guns lying around for serial killers to. Right. <laughs> So we kind of started touching about on it, but like, with other than, um, like, being interested in the psychiatry, psychology, psychiatry, <laughs> that of it, there are people. Do you think there's people that treat it almost like they're not quite able to? They treat it like a horror movie, and that's why they get into it. You mean get entertainment value out of it? Mm-hmm. Like it's more of an entertainment, like serial killer. Like they can't quite. I don't know how to phrase it. Like, oh, this guy's cool. They collect his artwork. They get his stuff. Almost, and they, they're totally into the murders of it all. Like, the they kind of treat it more this? like, yeah, they okay. treat it more like a. Um, uh, sure. I don't know if fetishize is the right word, but like they like might be kind of really like the whole aspect of it. Like they know it's a terrible person. They've seen. Sure, the I've been accused of that. So I'm a cu- I'm part of oh. that tangential thing where. I they I've been accused of how dare you profit off of this stuff. And, That's it, and people right. profit mm-hmm. off of it too. And, and I and I go okay, I, I can respect that. That's a fair fair, you know. How do you respond to that if people? I, I don't. I I'm not interested in the profit of it. Like I've yeah. never been. I, if you're gonna do something, you're not you're, obviously making millions of dollars. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you're not. So if only. And, right. Um, it was just interesting to me, and so. Um, I, 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 but I understand that line of somebody criticizing me saying yeah. that about that, and but to say your to your point is maybe the people that are purposely collecting um, serial killer po- uh, po- uh, paintings from serial killers, or are you just um, writing to them, wanting to marry them, like right. knowing full well, well the spectrum of what they've done and how they are as a person. Right. I mean, um, there there is people collect Nazi. Uh, paraphernalia yeah. as well too right for that yeah. very same reason yes um i don't i don't know i don't know why someone um a woman would be contacting richard ramirez to marry them i don't i don't get it um but uh it happens and that happens frequently it's not just with serial killers it's it's with other types of almost treating like, them like a celebrity Right, they do. Yeah. They yeah. do. That's a very good point. It is. It is a celebrity type of thing. They they become celebrities. Um, you know, uh, 
Charles Hans Manchin. The cat really likes you. Be <laughs> <laughs> here purring. <laughs> Charles Manchin, you know, was, uh, well, he was proposed to, he was supposed to get married. I don't think he actually did. I don't um, think he did either. He, you know, there was a number of women that wanted to marry him. and But it's the weird cult of it. I don't know. Is it is it sort of like a cultish kind of thing to follow it like that? I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I know there's people that like full well... Or um, oh, he's not a serial killer. I have to. I would have to Google his name really quick. But there was a guy, um, I think in Japan, he mm. shot her, his, uh, his someone he liked, and then basically ate her for a couple days, and then he got institutionalized and some weird way got out. Like so, he never went to prison. Mm-hmm. And then like they were saying like. He, like, draws pictures of it, which I've seen. He, um, he writes about it. Um, and, like, he's also done, like, food critiques and stuff, which I find utterly disturbing. Um, but, yeah, like, how people are like, oh, here, like, let's utilize you. Like, I, I just, it's weird to me. Well. Like, why So, the commercialization of of this subject yeah. is mm-hmm. a really interesting thing. So and you have the show like Mindhunter on Netflix. Well, you have like, all of the, the movies Lambs and, and all the Jack Jack the Ripper movies. I mean, there is mm-hmm. a lot of movies that are based and the around the Dahmer that. series. Isn't there a series, a docu series about yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer? Oh, and if you ever want to see like a really bad Dom, uh, not Dahmer. Oh, yeah, um, that was a bad. Film. It was Mark. It was Mark. <laughs> Mark Harmon um, did Bundy. Right. Terrible. Mm. We had to watch it in class like this. Is, our teacher actually shut it off. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. And turned it off. Wasn't yeah. there a recent movie of, of Jeffrey Dahmer? I Bundy. Thought. Oh, bu- oh, of Bundy. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't want to see that one. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. The, so the commercialization is Oh, you mean with uh, Zac Efron? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, didn't, I did not see that. Mm. But, I mean, it just goes to this commercialization of it. You have um, S- S- Silence of the Lambs and Seven... That, that I love seven. What's your <laughs> really good films? Really and were, popular and very very popular, and they were up for Academy Awards, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and the whole Hannibal Lecter type of thing, because mm-hmm. you know that was a composite character, right? Hannibal yeah. Lecter was. Which is funny because I've read articles about the author, and they're like, he's the most like kind person you yeah. can meet. He does like <laughs> animal like stuff, like. Works with Al. I'm like, but nice animal then things. to <laughs> right, but then like he writes this character Hannibal, right? Mm. So they said it's like very interesting that he. <laughs> well, I bet you, I, I don't know because I, the joke with me is when they find out about the book, they say, "Oh, should I worry about you?" Uh, oh, I get that always, all the time right? too. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I don't think so. I mean, hmm. It's interesting to me though that subject matter <laughs> this dark. Is so popular. See, even is. people that normally don't like, I find it interesting. I'll dig in. You find it interesting. You'll like dig way in. But then there's people like everyday people that are like, oh, I love the show Mindhunter. Right. Or, oh, you know, American Psycho is funny. And I'm like, mm. I feel like I'm one of American those... Psycho is funny, though. Truth yeah. be told. The book, not so much. I never read the book. I saw I the have... film. I thought the film was. I have three copies of the book, if Do you want to borrow it, which sounds disturbing <laughs> alone. <laughs> uh, well, to be what? fair, one was I bought the book, read it, thought I lost it, so I bought another copy. Sure. Yep. And then so my husband actually went and got me an autographed copy. Oh, wow. <laughs> so now I have okay. three copies of this book about that. a guy who kills people, and it's very detailed. Yeah, um, yeah. 
like all the stuff in the movie at the end where he's spoiler alert um he's on the phone with his lawyer like leaving a voicemail he's like and there's this guy and his dog and like he's listing all these things he did mm-hmm. those are in the book uh-huh. and they're very detailed um well, but it's yeah it, it fascinates me that the everyday person that would not go near this stuff normally right just sit there and watch these shows I feel like I'm that everyday person normally. <laughs> like I, w- I did enjoy Mind Hunter, and I feel like a lot of those shows allows us a way in to consider darker sides of our own nature because that's so alien to us. Like we think, at least I think, how could someone do this? It's just a real puzzle to me. Right. I mean, um, the line of thinking that a serial killer has is so antithetical of of the way that anyone normally functions. And so that's what made it very interesting Mm -hmm. to me when when I went down that rabbit hole because the simple quote was put context from Jeffrey Dahmer and I was like, wow, like who rationalizes that? Yeah. You know? How could you? There was nothing, I mean, yeah, there's just, there's just so, so many weird things that they just sort of rationalize in their head that, makes no sense but to them it makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. you know um and and the fact that they're not it's not a mass killing it's not like they're showing up with with uh you know ak-47s and Mm -hmm. and then and shooting people like it's it's it is they're in the shadows doing it um and and it's it's methodical to a certain degree uh some are more there are some that are kind of um a little bit more sporadic, but most of them were methodical. Like, okay, it's Thursday night, I'm going to go out tonight, and I'm going to go look for a, a hooker. I mean, yeah. that was, that's just their method. Um, it's easier maybe to imagine uh, a, a somebody having a psychotic break or somebody just like losing control, but it's not easy to imagine somebody making this a part of a, a habit or, a, you know, what just what they do, you know. Right. Um, and I, it isn't like that. What they do is is part of them, if you know what I mean. Like it is, it's um, it's most of them consider it to be a fantasy, and they're living out fantasies, and that's why they they plan their in their head. They have a particular method for how they want to do things. Huh. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense. None yeah. of this makes sense, right, and I think that's, that's part the of the draw. Yeah. That's yeah, why, because it's you're trying to explain something that's inexplainable. Especially when you have yeah, the ones yeah. that have the normal childhood. Like, they're they're not coming from a terrible background, but they're still right. going out and doing that. Like, some of them, you're like, oh, well, they had a really bad time growing up. They're suppressing certain things, and this is how they're acting it out. You can kind of almost, ju- I don't know if justify is the right word, but you kind of understand it more than... Yeah. Some of the other stuff. Yeah, you know, and I wonder, I wonder if that's part of it too. Like, I, I'm sort of curious. Like, what, what is the psychology of a of a serial killer? Are they all, or can we classify them as all having mental, you know, disorders? Like some of them have sociopathy, ones, or some of them have ones linked, like they've been, like, but how can bring they them not, up Bundy again? You know? <laughs> They keep using the word sociopath with him. Well, all by definition, hmm. all of them are sociopaths because they they don't have they do not have emotion associated with their victims. Well, all of them. 
All right, maybe I, I can't really say all, but <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah. that is the thing is yeah. that to be a sociopath you have to have no emotion, right? You yeah. you don't understand your, your 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 behavior. So to kill someone and not have an emotion about killing that person, almost by definition makes you a sociopath, right? Yeah. Um, it distances you from distances you from the actual act or the person that you just took their life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I. I don't know how else to explain it, but yeah, that's how it's always yeah. been sort of uh, dis- described. Um, there was a recent um, uh, killer in the past, I don't know, four or five years, uh, the Sacramento killer, D'Angelo. Um, you know about that? No. no. So, when I think D'Angelo, I think of um, like, an, like an R&B singer. Yep, so, yep. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not the same little, guy. Not the um, same guy. James no. D'Ant- uh, D'Angelo. Um, he was the... Uh, um, Sacramento killer, I think is what they call him, um, and he went unknown for decades, and was just caught in the past decades. Decades. Um, yeah, from the seventies, and so uh, they had hints to it, but he did his thing, and then got remarried, got married, and had a and had a family. Is he the one they were like they linked him by the DNA? Exactly. Oh, so that's the that was aw- that was fascinating. Wasn't that he fascinating? Took, like, was it like the ancestry kit or something so, like that? No. What happened was the police yeah. were using an open source uh, DNA, like a twenty three and Me, yeah. but it's an open source one, and and so people don't want to pay that price. You can spit in a tube and then send it, uh, and get put into that public. It, it's huh. a public. It's a great you know uh, database to check your DNA to figure your ancestry. And so the police have been using that for many things, for many mm-hmm. years. Uh-huh. And um, they had a, they had suspected D'Angelo. And so they, they asked his daughter to spit and got the DNA from his daughter and, and was able to do it. And then and it came up as close a match for her daughter to, you know, one, one yeah. generation shy, uh, enough to get him. And I think last now now I remember. I think the last I said I checked was they said it was a family member. I don't think they re, they released like who it I, was at the time. It was my understanding. I mean, I can yeah. look it up, but I'm pretty sure it was his, his daughter. Um, and um, yeah, because like, they said like he was married, like yep. kids. He, he remarried. Yeah. Yep. So um, he hadn't killed in so many years. Decades. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember the last. Do you well, think that's because he finished? Stop. Yeah, I think he he, he, he... he did what he wanted to. He got it out of his whatever system, system so to speak, <laughs> and then and he finished. So, and, and that's the scary part because there's, you know, the Zodiac killer that was never caught. There was a lot of killers that were never caught, mm-hmm. and you wonder why. BTK, BTK killer, uh, only reason why he was caught because he, he was pissed off because he read an article uh, about him, mm-hmm. um, and then... He wrote them an article to tell them that That's they were. That's not me. <laughs> to tell them that he was wrong. Like oh. you know, I'm you know, I'm still out there. And then because of that, he didn't understand uh, computer forensics and figuring oh. out by by that, that there's a digital footprint for what you just wrote. So that was an easy one to track down. Um, Wasn't but, it like there's like I think. <laughs> I mean, but Jackson I, but Harper, like they the killer supposedly wrote into the newspaper as well. Yeah, there was a number of people and that, put piece of. Someone in it, I think, for Jack the There's Yeah, in I the, think it was, the book I have here, there's like um, letters. Right, and so the, and the they, it was a scarf, I believe, right? There was, a, or there was, I know that there was. Piece of organ. <laughs> well, there was, a, there was, I know that they took DNA from that to try to mm. find 
Jack the Ripper now. I think they were trying to use the DNA from that to track it to... Well, uh, that's hard because that's so old. I know. They yeah. still have, like, one of the... I think, if I remember, it's been a while. Like, um, they said it could have been one of the princes because he might have oh, gotten, like, an STD mm. and was pissed off about that. It could have been um, a medical doctor because of the precision, like, knowing mm-hmm. where to cut and what... Um, like, I'll show you the picture after. Yeah. Um, what was being removed, specifically. Okay. okay. Um, yeah, they, that's still, like, all the suspects are in that book. Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting who they think, and that's still... Right, that's still an open still, case. Yeah, yeah. They it's, don't... And they were still trying to actively do it. That's why I just read something, like, last year mm-hmm. about the fact that they were using, trying to use DNA to, to track them down. Because mm. um, they all have theories. And so, the, that's what I'm saying. D'Angelo, they had a theory about him. But they um, couldn't prove it. And and it just goes. It's a cold case. And uh, but that's a. This is a perfect example. He was a cop. <laughs> oh, D'Angelo was a cop. Was yeah. he? Yeah. And he had. He knew access. He knew how to get into homes and get in. Like, knew knew these things to do it. And so, that's a scary thing, right? Well, yeah. No. Because now you have people going. Oh, a police officer. Right. Great. Right. <laughs> He's here to help. Nope. Was but he a police officer during the time that afterwards as well? Like he was, he was, he was fired, right? Oh, he was, he was. So. There was there was an incident. Um, um, there it, it was a. I read that book by Patton uh, uh, Oswald's ex-wife. Yeah. Right, she just passed away. I'm sorry that I referred to her as that, yeah. but I can't remember her. Her I read that book, um, and because she was. Obsessed. To, yeah, she was like obsessed actively about, working on it. Well, she had a blog, right? She, mm-hmm. she had a, blog, a true crime blog, blog a true crime blog, mm-hmm. and so it's the same type of thing. You detach and you find it interesting, and you just start going down those rabbit holes. And that's kind of where I was, right? So I was going down rabbit holes, but um, you're by no means a you're still a spectator, <laughs> and yeah. um, you're just you have an interest, and you might find things that are kind of cool. Um, that you find interesting and you think, wow, that's really weird. Um, but that's what the way they think. That's what the way they do. Um, like H.H. H. Holmes um, was a guy that I don't, I know he's a serial killer. I get it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I describe him more as a capitalist than a serial killer. Okay. Oh, tell, tell me about oh, him. And I, I have a book on him, oh. uh, Devil in the White City. Did you like that book? I hated um, that book. I don't oh. think I got through all of it, um, you, but I you haven't recommended that to me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, oh, so you I, hated it. I hated it because <laughs> it was all about the, it was so much about the, uh, this, now Now we're talking about Nancy's Coffin Talk, about you know, a book book club. Um, but I, my I thought was, I wanted to know, it, it was supposed to be about H.H. H. Holmes, but it, so much of it was about the State Fair. and Yeah, and the World's Fair so and like the happenings around it. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad book. Yeah. Um, it's just, if you want to read more about him, okay. mm, you don't get really as him. much as you want. Like, I wanted, yeah, that's I wanted more of him I, yeah, I mean, and his it, behavior. The devil it was about the white, the white city, not the devil. <laughs> he rigged, like, that hotel well, that was see. That's why I'm like, saying he was a capitalist because uh-huh. I I describe him as a capitalist. I know it's it's sick, but um, he in his line of thinking said, "Well, here's a market. All right, I got to find body so wait, parts." What, what the market was body parts. Oh, it was like a body snatching. Um. No, well, so back then, back in the eight, late 1800s, um, 
medical schools yes, yes. Uh, needed bodies and they needed yes. uh, parts and they needed all these things That's very true. and they we should do a body snatching episode I have a book okay. about let's that let's do that yeah and so he he was like but he was also a pharmacist um, mm-hmm. that's loose because he just basically bought a pharmacist and, a pharmacy <laughs> okay. and then became one um, uh, it wasn't like he really had a lot of academic background and he just sort of went into it um, but he made money that way so he was always trying to make money he was a he was a he had a lot of side hustle <laughs> um, but he, he built this hotel and he and he had a construction guy I'm not going to call him an architect um, but he had a construction guy that helped build this hotel for him knowing that the World's Fair was coming soon and he wanted to get there's going to be a lot of people coming and mm-hmm. he figured I'm going to get my market there so Perfect. he yeah. built um, built the ha- built the hotel with certain rooms and certain um, certain rooms that were sealed for gas so he can gas people and kill them that way oh wow uh, at the end of the hallway, I'm not sure if it was on every floor, but at the end of the hallway, there was a uh, you could wheel the body down to the end of it and then put it down. It goes down to a chute and then puts it down to the basement and then he would just he would uh, dismember everything down there. Oh, wow. It was a factory, so he had thought up this this human parts factory. Yeah. Right, and then he just sold it and made money. <laughs> and his family just recently, the past two years, um, uh, exhumed his body. Now he's buried. He was buried in Darby, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yep, that's close. Right. <laughs> and he was buried in in Darby, Pennsylvania, because he was arrested for murder in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And and he was. They it started. His story started to unravel, and so he was. He actually was caught and and imprisoned, and um, and he wanted his his request was that his um, coffin would be cement. He was going to be encased in cement. What? So he couldn't get out? So people or couldn't so get no in? Take like, his body. Oh, right. oh. Right. And so his body was in there and cement. And so people have theorized over the years, they've, they've romanticized it, saying that he's, he, never, he, he was never dead and he was not in there. So his, his family, um, the heirs of his his. They state. had to check. They were, they, they, they were done with this stupid story. Okay, she, yeah. they, they hated the fact. They said, he's dead. They exhumed his body specifically to prove this is his body, and they got the DNA testing, and that's who it was. Okay. And it was just just to dispel the stupid uh, myth. Oh, they were sick of it. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but I just thought that he. Um, so so let me get this straight. He he uh, made a, it was was like a hotel, or like mm-hmm. and people stayed there, and he just he gassed them, sold their body parts, mm-hmm. made money. Mm-hmm. How many? people did he do this to? Ooh, I forget the, the uh, I don't know. Number. Like, is this, is it's this a high like number. It is a high number. Or? <clears throat> it is a high number. Um, no, but it was enough that... Shoot. This is... But this is a That's whole why he's system. a big thing. This is, this, like you said, a, a factory. Man, that's... that's yes, he, he was a human parts factory. That is scary. That makes me not want to Airbnb anymore. Airbnb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have my um, own opinions on that. I think... I, I, I just looked it up. Uh, he can, he he's confirmed of nine killings. Nine, okay. But he no, confessed, more he, than that, he confessed to twenty-seven. Yeah. Wow. But it's all like out of towners. So uh, I think that was part of the thing too, is because the people were visiting and they were transient. Yeah. So it was easier. Yeah. Yeah. To like who knows? And, and at like that time, lost along the way. And right. So that was the thing. Is that time because it was in Chicago, people were going all over the country. Transportation. Who knows where? It was they not were. easy. Yeah. So if you're traveling and you're transient, you, you end up in a city, 
no one, you know, it's about you just don't get a letter, right? Mm -hmm. And so they don't really know what happened. Did he end up there or did they not? Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, that that made some hard to that that's that's really smart and really horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And now they're like, oh, just an everyday person, mm -hmm. right? But no, he's, so. I feel like he's like you said, kind of a special case because I'm sure he had to be a little like, I don't say off to like think of that and do it. But for him, it seemed like it was more of a, I can make money, where instead of, I can play with them and do things, right. kind of thing. In a sexual or family fantasy. Right. Yeah. He didn't, he was not an necrophilia dude, and, and so he was a capital. That's one of the things that always, like, side interested me, like, because I've read things where, like, people that, I don't want to say, like, everyday people that accidentally kill someone or kill them. And dismember them, and like I've read things where they're like, oh, like I had to like cut them, and it was hard to get through the bone, and oh god, like they're and they're just like disgusted as they're doing it, just mm -hmm. but knowing kind of mm -hmm. we gotta get rid of this, versus someone like H.H. Holmes who knew the a little bit about the physiology of, of yeah. the human body to be able to dismember right. it in a, in a way that that would work makes sense, versus like. Uh, like sense. someone else that's just like <laughs> I'm going to dismember a body right. and just kind of do things with it and it doesn't like like you said that other level of thinking isn't there like I'm just doing this right. I'm doing it not oh god I'm doing this and well this isn't right but I have to get rid of the body like right. that in, that interests me or if they do hide the body it's just because they want it kind of accessible sometimes well like, you, like I, I think you mentioned the <laughs> fact that they do like to visit and they like the tokens of, of keeping the victims mm -hmm. somehow I mean uh, BTK killer kept lots of things um, from from their victims and after he was discovered they had a treasure trove of, of, of all these things of like trinkets or Little body trinkets. parts no it was body parts because okay. he, he wouldn't do that but Dahmer had parts yeah Oof. Dahmer had lots of things okay yeah but, he, he loosely mentioned the zombie thing earlier because they said part of his thing was also he wanted he was lonely like he wanted to keep yes them right so, so they would be in the bed right well he was also he had problems sexually so mm -hmm. for, you know because he again it was in an area of this um the history of the united states when being gay was not a good thing and you were victimized for it and he was gay and um that's who he was primarily picking up but yes he wanted to keep him there and so the one thing the person that actually escaped, escaped. he had he started to drill in his head and so he ran so he drugged him right yeah and then yeah so he was trying to zombie him. zombie yeah five people okay low success rate okay um and basically it was something like try to drill a hole in and like lobotomize like, them or yeah okay. kind of and like was he dropping stuff into their there was, brain? Or? I thought that he would use battery acid. I think yeah, it, something I think to something. try to like get them alive enough to get but, some reactions. To, but, yeah, but not okay. like they wouldn't be able to think. And yeah, one of them actually escaped. And then even he didn't even he he didn't get Dumb. caught at that point. Right, which is crazy to right. think that he was still that that someone escaped and could not lead them back mm -hmm. to oh wow yeah so he had some interesting he had parts full bodies again who like i said i don't consider really one um mm -hmm. made like 
belts, lampshades. Shrunken heads. Yeah. He he experimented quite a bit. And they said it was just, like, in the open. Right. That's why I feel like he, like, just didn't really. Yeah, his you know. quote was, I have, a, I have a collection of shrunken heads. <sighs> oh. Yeah. So do you think it's, again, about dominance or, like, just accepting, like, a people in a, in a way that they could, like, like, do you think it's a craving for community and feeling ostracized from society? Oh, I don't, I never thought of it that way. Um, it is definitely dominance. They, they, they uh, have a tendency to get power yeah. from each time that they do that. But there are, like you mentioned, there are the ones that after they wake up later and after they fulfill that fantasy or they fulfill that, that little fetish kind of thing at that particular mm -hmm. time, after the, that initial rush or whatever, they do have some remorse. And so that's... They do. Yeah. So eventually, some of them do. I mean, not okay. all. Not all. But, so, but, but some. some do, and they go back into a, you know, this, but then they go back into a normal society, but then it just builds and builds and builds, and oh. they have to get out again. Oh. I, mean, I mean, it isn't like um, you have... It, it, like I said, there isn't one particular trait, uh, but there is commonalities yeah. across... Hmm. I'm just flipping through your book here. There does seem to be a lot of like commonality. I'm just struck by how many men there are, but there are a few women. Too. There are a few women. I mean, remember, uh, yeah, Adrian, you know. Um, Aileen? Aileen, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was, you know, the movie Monster with uh, oh. Charlize Theron was about her. Um, and, uh, right, she was... Uh, she hated men. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. She really, and obviously, because she found a, a um, uh, with her lover, there was a, a true connection there. Like she felt that, that was the only time she ever felt connection with someone was with with her lover, um, and she she hated men and could she figured she had power over that, um, mm -hmm. and because she was raped, as, you know, younger. She has. There was a lot of reasons for that hatred, mm -hmm. but um, I guess therapy was not part of her. Listening to her talk <laughs> was always interesting. Yeah. Like listening to her interviews. Because yeah. for her, I feel like when I when I would listen to her talk, she's one of the ones I could hear, like okay, like you have something going on. Like she went like she when wasn't she all talked, there. Yeah. yeah. Like when she when she's she, like spoke, she, you could tell. It wasn't like a normal conversation. Well, she conspiracy theories too. So she oh, had she. she had a tremendous number of conspiracy theories. She thought that you know the state was after her and, and planting things and oh yeah. You know she she had a, a list of conspiracy theories that you know after she got caught. Okay. Yeah. So she I, I would definitely recommend Dottie like if you can find any interviews with her because she did them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, she was willing. She talked quite a bit. Um, you can hear like her talk about that stuff like being bugged. Mm -hmm. Or like them listening. Sometimes that mm -hmm. unhinges me a little bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, not like like uh, uh, totally. But I I don't know. I I can't always sustain listening to someone who's who's like that removed. I've I've talked to like some homeless people and and some it, it just sometimes it is jarring. Yes, yes, it's hard. It's because hard it's difficult hear. for you to try to carry on a conversation because you have a logical approach, but then you never think that like wow they're just in it's not you know, Mars right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's difficult. So, I guess, for now, I feel like this is a good place to end. So, okay. yeah. Um, 
Oh, uh, you said you had a, a Facebook page. Um, where can we find it? I mean, obviously on Facebook, uh, but what is it called? Serial Killer Quote of the Day. Serial Killer Quote of the Day. And uh-huh. This is published by... Strawberry Books. Strawberry Books. And can we find it on Amazon? Yes. That's where I got my copy. Okay. Strawberry Books, Serial Killer Quote of the Day. Mm-hmm. Nice. Johnny Trevisani.